This episode of Grade 43 is brought to you by On Trajectory. See where your money is taking you at ontrajectory.com. Somewhere out there is a class that has no teacher. A grade that leads to no degree. Recess is all but a memory. The children call the shots and the pets are merciless. There are no meetings. But there are still conference calls and always homework. Two middle-aged men with a guitar problem in the form of a podcast. Welcome to Grade 43. Get off my lawn. Guitar, method, mastery, play, all over the neck, instantly solo in five minutes, perfect solos in seconds, instantly solo, how to combine technique and theory, breakthrough method, huge results, practice like a pro, secret method, proven way to get better quickly, navigate, three notes per string, fretboard, freedom, visualize, one simple trick. Those are all words (laughs) that come at you if you dare ask, dear internet, how do I play guitar? So when Calamar said that he had come across an interesting find in this space and that we should look at pentaguitar and visual guitar, I was a tiny bit hesitant. And then I started reading, and I'm still reading, and I've kind of gone back and I've done some rereading. And then I said, okay, yeah, we should definitely talk to this guy. So Eric Alexander has created a, a system, although I hesitate to call it a system, that lays out the fretboard, the notes, the triads, the stuff of music in a manner that's at once approachable and a little bit mind-bending. And I think it helps to erase a good deal of stigma around all things pentatonic. <gasps> Banish the thought. It's not the same as that one simple trick kindness of all those internet things. So please join me in welcoming Eric Alexander to grade 43. Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Eric Alexander. I'm the founder of Pentaguitar, and I'm very excited to be here um, to talk about Brian's favorite topic, modes. <laughs> modes. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm, I'm actually with you because modes are complete pain in the neck until you get a certain grasp for um, certain things about the structure of music and how it works and how it works on the fretboard. Uh, but we can get into that later. Um, what I'm really here to talk about, and Brian, you absolutely hit the nail on its head because I heard you say this before, and you said it again today, so thank you for that intro. I loved it. When you said all these tips and tricks and, you know, and licks that go around the internet. So why is it that this only happens for guitar? Because if you think about it, this does not exist for piano. It's a whole cottage industry. If crappy courses going around for guitar does not exist for piano, the obsession that we guitar players pathologically have for gear, gear <laughs> porn, I call it, it does not exist for piano players, for clarinet players, cello players, or anybody else. Why is it that we fill the void of our musicianship with, with this stuff? Huh? That's amazing. And see, this is why I wanted to have Eric on the show, because for me, I feel like we're we're kind of moving out of our comfort zone, you know, Eric. Because like usually well, because on the show, modes, so we right have there, parents. I'm out of my comfort zone. Well, that right, sure, sure. <laughs> but like it's usually people who are also parents and everything. And I feel like we, Eric, is like our youngest guest we've ever had on the show. Wouldn't you say, Brian? I don't know. Is Steve younger than than Eric? I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't but, cut him in half and and count the rings. I yeah, know. I got to count. The rings and all that. But, but I really wanted to talk to Eric because I 
am always looking for different visions of putting it all together when it comes to like the guitar and music and concepts in music. And so uh, Eric is like really passionate about all of this. He and I talked for quite a while, a couple months back. And so I was like, we got to have him on the show and pick his brain and kind of, you know, learn his origin story sort of because anyone who claims to have a a vision for all of this, they got to be a little bit crazy. And that's kind of (laughs) awesome. Bring it on. Makes him the ideal guest for grade 43. Yeah. Bring it on. Exactly. Exactly. And and Brian, you had, you had a pretty important question you wanted to kind of kick it off with. Yeah. So once and for all, we hope to, uh, put it to bed so is it a circle of fifths or is it a circle of fourths it's both because calamar and i go back and forth about this it's both of them man i mean look at it this way it's a clock face so which way do you want to go what you have in music you have to be able to move in both directions Mm. and now this is a huge misconception about the circle of fifths that it's only uh for keys well no it's about a 12 tone system everything in in music in the music that we know and love is encapsulated within that 12 tone system if you think of the keyboard the keyboard is one interface into this 12 tone system so you have seven white keys five black keys five plus seven is 12 and it's a cycle that recurs now on guitar, well, it's very obvious where you have the 12-tone system laid out chromatically along the fretboard. But what is not so obvious is how does it work across the fretboard? And you said in, in one of your previous episodes, Brian, how, how cool would it be to have the, the model of the atom for guitar? <laughs> wow. An informed listener. We love that. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm prepared, man. <laughs> and so let, let's, let's, let's get to that model of the atom for, for everyone listening here. So if you take your guitar and you look at the strings, now everybody says, okay, it's four perfect fourths with one major third thrown in for good measure. Well, guess what? That's not a system. Because got perfect fourths, if it's all perfect fourths, it's a system. Then you throw in a major third and the system is broken. So that's not the system. If you think of it in terms of perfect fourths and one major third, then it's broken. You have to find the one system that encapsulates the whole idea of the tuning system of the guitar. Now, this is very, very simple because if you take string one, String three, string five. So you're skipping one string down at a time, yeah? And then it's a cycle. Why? Because we have an E at the bottom and an E at the top. So we, so E, G, A, skip the E, B, D, E. E, G, A, B, D, E. E, G, A, B, D, E. E G A B D E. Is that making sense? 
Yeah, well, here's here's one of the things I love too, because if you're you've done your homework, you realize that I love Brad Carlton as an instructor, and I try to work in a Brad Carlton uh, tidbit into every show. And one of the things I loved about your book is that you got to be able to be prepared to sing what yes. you play. Everything. You just did that kind of expertly, mm -hmm. and I don't think anyone's really ever just kind of like picked up a guitar and said like, no, let's go this way. It's trying to be formed into a shape. So. One of the things, and I've already like overrun all my notes just in your brief explanation there, is uh, how many middle C's do we got on a guitar, right? I mean, you made five. the analogy of the keyboard early. So, I mean, that's like... We got five. So we got middle C here, middle C here, middle C here, here, and here. And if you think of it that way, if you're reading a piece of sheet music, then, well, why does it make it so hard on guitar to read sheet music. Well, yeah. that's that's the first thing. But the other thing is if you think of the major third, okay, let's say I've got a, a major triad. So nice, major triad, cool. So now I'm gonna put it on the next string set. Works. Put it on the next string set. Oh shit, it's broken. I gotta <laughs> fix my fingering pattern, yeah? And then once again, so you fix, so you got three variants. One is good for, for, for two sets of strings, and then two more variants. And this is what happens on guitar uh, if you think of it as this broken down system. We have a bunch of fourths in this major third. Whereas, if you take this point of departure, no, 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 no. This is a pentatonic scale, actually, and it's broken out across two octaves. Once again, it's a downward, it, it inverts the order. That's part of the reason that it's always been there and people have not been able to see it. This is one thing to say, like, yeah, it's a pentatonic tuning because all the notes of the pentatonic are there, but it's another to see the algorithm that's hidden within it. So, so let me ask you a question there. So um, given that I can get a guitar, and I can play the standard box-like pentatonic scale on it, right? You know, two notes per string up each of the strings. Are we not just, well, I love the way that we're talking about things being pentatonic here because aren't we just talking about one pentatonic shape versus another pentatonic shape? And one of those shapes actually does what you're calling for it and kind of encodes itself as a system, right? Well, let's put it this way. Um, I've heard you talk about caged, this caged, so-called caged system. Now, I hate the acronym, so let's get rid of the acronym. Nobody likes cages. I don't want to be in a cage. You don't want to be in a cage. I, I want to uncage my thinking in the measure that, that that's possible. So, but let's, let's think about it, because you've got these five shapes. C-A-G-E-D. What do these notes spell? Have you thought about that? Caged. <laughs> no, 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 no. Leave the acronym aside for just one second. What does it spell musically? C A G E D C. It's a downward pentatonic scale. That's what it is. C A G E D C. So you got these five shapes. Yeah? Now, why would we have five shapes? Okay. Guess what? We have already figured that one out because we have a pentatonic system that determines the layout of notes all along the guitar. So anything and everything will come in, in, in groups of five shapes. So you've got five shapes for your chords. You've got five shapes for your pentatonic scales. 
got five shapes for your diatonic scales. And then you got five shapes for the missing layer, for the, um, for what you might call the, the model of the atom here. <laughs> okay. Line zero. Yeah, and I want to go back to that because I think I'm not sure if Brian caught what Eric is saying about the strings of the guitar. If you're starting on the very high E string and you alternate strings, what do you get? You get the pentatonic scale. You get the E pentatonic. Bingo. That's what he was Bingo. saying. So it's like if you were going to take your box pattern of the pentatonic scale, and I'll do it on the 12th fret just so that it's easier. It goes E, G, A, B, D, E, right? That's your pentatonic yep. scale right there. Well, if you alternate strings on the guitar, <laughs> you get the pentatonic scale, the E pentatonic. It goes E, G, a B D E. So and this like is the pentatonic scale. It's just sort of like this circular thing in two octaves, I guess. Yeah. Yes, bingo. That's 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 a nice way of putting it. And so anything and everything about the layout of the notes on the guitar stands logic that it must come from this tuning system. Now we could go into the history of this tuning system, and this is something that that I've done a lot of work on, deep research on. Because um, everybody thinks that the guitar comes from the 1800s in Spain, 1700s maybe. And the reality of the situation is that this family of tuning systems, because there's five variants to it. If you think about it, you can place that major third in any of five places. You can have all fourths in one major third with that major third in one of five places. And this is an old, old ancient thing going back at least as far back as ancient Persia. Um, and perhaps with some deep connections to, to the Far East also. Um, We've gotten into some, like, we're, we're digging the history yeah. layer deep tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but, okay, so uh, now to be sort of a contrarian here, right? So we, we, we established, because uh -oh. I'd never captured this thing of like, oh, yeah, it's like a pentatonic scale alternating... Uh, strings, you get the E minor pentatonic scale or G major pentatonic scale. But okay, how does that, how does it help? How does it help us? Like I get now that there's a system. So now the tuning kind of makes more sense, right? It's yep. not like the the broken system you're talking about of perfect fourth, 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 up, major third, bloop. Okay, it broke it. Um, yep. How does that help me as a musician in translating what I'm doing? Or does that just give me a sense of at least some logic to the to the fretboard. Is that what that's? Well, you know that. Here's the thing: music is structured in layers upon layers upon layers of complexity, and it's a thing of beauty. And the the deeper that one goes, the more power one gets on the instrument. So it always pays to be willing to to be humbled by the sheer complexity and the sheer beauty of this system that has been put into our hands and that we take for granted and we go, oh, I'm going to just plug some new gear into it. Maybe I'll find some new sounds. This thing is beautiful, man. It's, it's, it's ancient also. Um, now to get practical, I'm going to tell you ways in which this has already helped you, perhaps unbeknownst to you. And the first thing I would say is caged. Now, a caged. Now, the very first guy who came up with this, 
I forget his name, but he was some uh, hippie dude from San Francisco back in the 70s. And he called it Ed Cag. So it's this- <laughs> Ed, Ed Cag. Awesome. So it's the same thing, but instead of starting on the C shape, you start on the E shape. Right. And then the D shape. And it makes sense because you're starting on string six. And then the D shape, and then the C shape, and then the A shape, and then the G shape. Yeah. So I might Ed, just start calling it Ed Cag just to I'm going to, anytime people. I go to San Francisco, I'm going to check into my hotel under that name, Ed Cag. Yeah. Brian Love Ed that. Cag. <laughs> Um, but then in the eighties, some other dude came up with this brilliant marketing gimmick and he said, okay, if I just start on the open position, this spells out this tight little horrible thing of an acronym caged. And, uh, he got rich on that, but he didn't invent it. He ripped someone off. Um, but that's the story of caged. So, well, how does this help? Okay. So, you know that you're going to have five shapes and that this cage thing, once again, what does it spell out? C-A-G-E-D-C. So it comes from that same pentatonic thing. Now, if you look at the pentatonic fingerings on the guitar, well, guess what? You're going to have five pentatonic fingerings. Then you look at the, at the next layer of musical information, and that's the diatonic layer where you have the major scale and, God forbid, Brian, the modes. No! <laughs> we're already there. <laughs> it didn't take long. We're 10 minutes oh, in. We're, 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 we're at modes. <laughs> <laughs> but the next layer up from the, the diatonic system of scales and modes is the chromatic system, the full 12-tone system. And this is even easier to grasp on guitar once you know that the open strings spell out a pentatonic scale. Because let's, let's do a little bit of an exercise. If you take a D minor or F major pentatonic scale, and then you take an E minor or G major pentatonic scale, then the overlap between these two Together, this spells out the whole C major scale. So I've got my whole C major or any of the modes, if, if you want to go down that route now. I don't. Pass. Pass on the modes. <laughs> okay, so, so quick. Yeah, no, but quick parenthesis, because I must. If, if, if you dig a little bit into the history of modes... Do you think that the, that the major was always the, the main mode of the system? That is a question that I have had, that I have wondered. Like, who decided well, he, that the here major is the was, answer. The, was the normative no. mode? The answer is no. That was decided upon sometime at the end of the Renaissance. And they uh, slowly stripped away the use of modes because they were more and more veering toward only using um, uh, the Ionian, the Aeolian and they stripped off the use of the rest of the modes. But up until then, and starting with, with the Byzantine Romans in Constantinople, they, they used what we call the Dorian mode as the main mode. Hmm. Hmm. But what they had done, and this came from the Syriac church of Edessa, in, in this is ancient, ancient stuff, the early Christians, at the very, very start of Christianity, the, the main mode of the ancient Greeks and Romans was what we call Phrygian, but what to them was called Dorios. Hmm. 
And it is this. It is a downward mode. So they, they couldn't have that, the early Christians, because uh, down into hell, well, hell no. So they flipped the whole system of modes and in a very specific mathematical way. And they came up with the new Dorios, the new Dorian mode, what we call the Dorian mode, as the main mode for their system. And that stuck around uh, for a good thousand-ish years, something, a little bit more. And then the major uh, scale was adopted as the main mode of the system and major minor and then the rest of the modes were stripped. And that only really crystallized with uh, Jean-Philippe Rameau, was one of the um, most important music theorists of, of all time, French dude, sometime around the 1700s, thereabouts. Man, this is awesome. I feel like I'm watching an amazing documentary as I hear you uh, <laughs> talk about this. I have to make one terrible joke and then uh, a larger point. So the blues has been around for a long time, is what I'm understanding from that. But the the thing, and just talking through all of the, the buildup, uh, to the point, the guitar, and I think you say this at one point in your book, is pentatonic. Yes. Like, so. it, just, it just is, right? And so I think that's like... That, that's one of the easiest things that one can grasp onto as one just decides to pick up a guitar and I, yep, I can play the box and whatever. And I can be instantly like passable, like, okay, uh, at finding stuff. And that's kind of looked down upon and everyone's trying to come up with some super system that will enable them to transit the entire fretboard in like one go and hit every note in every mode and like all these fancy things. But still, when you boil it back down, Guitar is pentatonic. You're not it's pentatonic. Yeah. And here's the thing. The, uh, when going back to, to what we were first talking about, which is the circle of fifths and fourths, because you got to be able to move in both directions. Right. And, and you can use it to map the different keys, but you can also use to map different musical systems, different ideas within music. So one thing you can do, for instance, you can take the circle of fifths and plot out a pentatonic scale. And well, guess what? You end up with five adjacent notes on the circular fifths as a pentatonic scale. Now, if you take two pentatonic scales, two fifths apart, which is the same as one whole step apart. So let's say we take the D minor pentatonic scale, and we're just looking at just the one line all the way across fret 10 here. And then we do the same thing with the line all across fret 12, which is the E minor or G major pentatonic scale. And the overlay between those two gives you C major and or any of its modes. Now, the thing of beauty is this. If you look at the fret exactly between them, it gives you all the alterations, the five remaining notes. So this is like a keyboard. We now have all of the white notes and all of the black notes mapped out in an instantly visual way that allows you to also know where your alterations are, such that if you wish to modulate, instead of having to chase the root up and down the fretboard, you can go, okay, I'm improvising in C major. Okay, I want to go to B flat major, two flats. And I wanna to, want to get rid of one of these flats and I wanna go so you can do anything. It is the model of the atom. You can, it's a 3D model of the system of music that's right there. And you can use that for absolutely anything and everything. Any musical concept 
the um, uh, melodic minus scale. And uh, oh, I heard you say, I hope nobody discovers more modes. Brian, I have news for you. You're going to love this. There's so many more modes. There's modes. Super Locrian, you know. Oh, right. So, so, no, no, wait, because he got, he got just this. He got the, the melodic minor. Well, guess what? That has seven modes, too. Then you have the harmonic minor that has seven modes, too. Then you have the harmonic major that has seven modes. Then you have the whole tone scale that has really only one mode because it's the same. But, but there's two of it. Yeah. And then you have... Because you can do this two sets of six tones. You can do the, stu- the, 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 um, the six-tone scale starting on C, or you can do it starting on D-flat, and then you have all the possibilities. And then you have the eight-tone scales, and there's two of them. You have uh, the half-tone whole step and the whole half eight-tone scales. Uh, and then that is the entire system of, of, of music. Now, the thing that is beautiful is that since we have begun from this instantly visual thing, object, entity on the guitar that is built into the guitar itself, it makes it instantly visual to also know where all the alterations are for each of these systems. And so in this, in, in you're talking about uh, your your earlier example, example, um, we've just kind of been talking about line zero. Is that it's all line zero? The whole guitar is line zero. But but uh, in 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 your very first introductory book, line zero is that area you were just that you derived there using the tenth and the twelfth fret. Yeah. yeah, you you derive it. You start from from the open yeah. strings, and you got you got your pentatonic scale there. And then you put it on fret 12 and fret 10, and that's all of your white keys. And you put it on fret 11, and that's all of your black keys. But then this um, system, and now people, a lot of people look at this and they will say, okay, this is just this tiny little portion of the fretboard. What good does this do? Because what's with the rest of the fretboard? Well, because everybody wants to fly from one end to the other. Right. Right. Exactly. Two things, a couple things. First of all, this is already more than two octaves which is more than half of the notes available on guitar. Yeah. And you have to be able to, to create music and to think music within a two octave range or you're screwed. That is the unit on guitar. We're not on piano where the unit is one octave. On so guitar, the unit is two octaves. You know exactly Why? where it is. You two. know exactly where middle C is. There's so many other just like signposts to lash yourself to on it. Well, the whole thing is designed for piano, right? If you look at sheet music, it's designed for piano because the accidentals, you know, they're the black keys. So it's very straightforward for you to know that, oh, I'm going to have to play a black key instead of a white key when I play. Sheet sheet music is tablature for piano. Yeah, exactly. Back back in the (laughs) Renaissance. Yeah. No, it is is the truth. That's awesome. So back in the Renaissance, uh, (laughs) when, when sheet music was formalized in the way that it currently exists, they used this a bunch of different systems and they were exploring different systems for notation for both lutes which is the direct ancestor of the guitar and for the organ the church organ 
And on guitar, they had this tablature system. Well, there was Italian tablature and there was French tablature, and they invert the order of the strings. But that was used for a guitar-like instrument way before sheet music, when the notation was used for the guitar. At that same time, they used different tablature for organ also. And the thing with, with music notation and the keyboard is that you get one sign maps to one key, which is the reason why well, it should be obvious to state that, that, that ta uh, uh, music notation is tablature for, for the keyboard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the, the huge advantage of tablature on guitar is that you get that same thing. You get one sign, one place on the keyboard, on the fretboard. Yep. Now, the yeah. disadvantage is that it makes you musically illiterate. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Okay, so I'm a knucklehead. I don't know anything about this stuff. I've been playing my rock and my blues, and now you tell me, like, hey, you know, the whole diatonic scale, and, and oh, actually, this, you even got two pentatonics here, dude. This is cool. But then I play it, and it's like, Nah, it doesn't really sound cool. <laughs> so, so <laughs> how do we, how do we, as a as a musician, as as a guitarist, wanting to explore really the depth of what this gives me? Where where do you start when you're looking at line zero? So there's a, there's a couple things right there. One thing is that since this contains these lines across the fretboard, these lines are standing for the full pentatonic shape. So I can, if I'm in C major, I can do my D minor pentatonic scale. Let's say that I'm in C major, but I run into an F major chord or into a D minor chord. So I can select chord, uh, chord tones that will perfectly fit and match the harmonic situation that's going on from within, in this case, C major, because of course you can transpose this anywhere on the fretboard. So you can, one thing that you can do is you can pick out the pentatonic tones. And this also go for, goes for the modes, because if you're in the Darian mode, well, you might want to emphasize the D minor pentatonic scale, even if You also have access to those other chord tones, those color tones, those extensions, extensions, yeah? So that's, I, yep. No, go ahead, finish. So that's one thing you can do. You can break line zero down into pentatonic subsets within the whole 12 tone set that it, that it, that it entails. That's one thing you can do. Another thing is that it also maps straight into this. A pentatonic, sorry, full diatonic position. So what, what line zero is, is the, the diatonic system without any of the semitones. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you look at it, so you got E but no F, and then you got C but no B, and then you got F but no B, uh, sorry, E, and then you got uh, 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 B but no C. So all the semitones are stripped off. Mm -hmm. So it sounds almost like a, like a funny pentatonic scale. Mm -hmm. Now, 
the real magic with 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 line zero is is not that you're going to play it up and down and it's going to sound amazing is that now you have these visual points of reference for absolutely everything contained within the full spectrum whole 12 tone system of music which means that if i am in c major and again i wish to modulate it now becomes easy without having to chase the root up and down or if i wish to go from from major or any of the modes to melodic minor or any of its modes then it's easy because I have a visual point of reference for that. That that's the quick way of of of, of stating what this is. Yeah. So I have, I have an important question because I think this this super appeals to me. I think it appeals to Calamar. Um, but I guess the important thing: Do you think you can learn this way of the guitar first? Like, do you think like what level does this model of guitar? make sense to come in at could you start somebody could you say like hey we're gonna play bb king the thrill is gone and start them with this approach or do you feel like you have to run through the gamut of knowing if this is the way it's done but then if you really want to understand why and how everything lays together then this kind of completes the picture for you right what what is here's um... here's the quick answer to that and the answer is it depends <laughs> um in in my in my coaching this is only one tool that I have in my toolbox to help people break out of the frustration of I don't understand the guitar. I yeah. started out and I knew I had a musical voice and it was there. And then it got stifled because life got in the way, the complexity of the fretboard got in the way. And I tried learning in all these different ways with tab and and all these horrible little diagrams and chord Bibles, and I understand nothing, and I'm unable to play my own thing. So what I do is I help people break out of that. Now, there's a number of things right there. First of all, there's a mindset issue, and it is very important for people to come to grips with how they relate to music and how they relate to the guitar. And once they are able to break out of the rut, then boom, that enables, you know, a takeoff. And then you add in the art of practice. So you, you got to know what to practice, right. how to practice. You got to know when to practice. And if you master the art of practice and you've already broken down some of the mindset errors or barriers that you've built for yourself, then all of a sudden it becomes easy to make progress. Having all the time in the world doesn't mean that you're productive, and having money in your bank account doesn't mean that you know what the future brings for you financially. But, as they say, it gets really easy if you know the rules, and that's where OnTrajectory comes in. OnTrajectory is an easy-to-use, high-fidelity financial planning tool that maps your income, investments, and expenses in a friendly graphical display. OnTrajectory captures dozens of data points so that you understand how your decisions affect your finances, now, two months from now, or years from now when your kid starts applying to college. Built by finance nerds, OT is for anyone who wants to gain a clear picture of their financial future. It takes your guesses and turns them into educated, fact-filled, and data-driven scenarios so that you're prepared for life's bumps and detours. 
On Trajectory will walk you through the real-life questions to build your financial plan. With its helpful onboarding, you'll be up and running and ready to model anything. Taxes, equity, income, debt, you name it. Getting financial peace of mind requires a plan you can trust, and On Trajectory gets you to that plan, or plans as the case may be. On Trajectory gives you complete control and flexibility and supports all the complexity of your real life. So find out where your money is taking you now. Go to www.grade43.com OT and sign up for free today. That's www.grade43.com OT. Thank you to On Trajectory for being a sponsor of Grade 43. For a practice, a very, very important point for, for anybody, everybody listening is this. You have to be able to balance bringing in the new with mastication. And what I mean by this is staying with something long enough that you make it your own. You digest it properly, now it's yours. Because you've metabolized it, now it's part of your own system. It's reflexive. You don't even have to think about it. But you got to be able to balance both sides because if you keep adding new things all the time and you never absorb anything, then it's useless. But in the other side, if you just interrupt and you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, it's useless. So the, the, what I always ask people is, okay, how much time, how much practice time do you dedicate to bringing in new concepts? in new techniques and people go oh well you know sometimes i run into the little youtube video and i try that for a little bit and then i get bored and then and then it gets game over then i look for a new lesson and i go oh yeah now Mm -hmm. i know that one thing What, what you need is clear steps ahead always and always have a step ahead with enough time to digest the current thing that you're doing and now your question now that is only one part of practice because there's concepts there's techniques and there's applications concepts okay so line zero is a concept now not everybody is ready for that so with people who are starting out what i will usually do is i will break things down visually along the fretboard because then it makes things instantly clear just like the keyboard does now, when as soon as someone is ready for uh, a little bit more of abstraction, and that abstraction is built into the guitar, because instead of having a single pitch axis as you have on keyboard, we have a pitch matrix with two yep. distinct pitch, pitch axes that multiply. We've and that's the reason. We've got lots of options. Bingo. And this is a, it's a beautiful instrument. Now, all of these ideas going around, people think, oh, the guitar is limited. Oh, the guitar is just shoddy. And why did anybody put that major third in there? It's all bullshit. The guitar is mathematically perfect. So I have an interesting question based on that. All right. Because one of the thoughts I had as I was reading was I found to, to like all of the points you've talked about so far, systems are interesting in that, like, not just like you must think about it this way. But if you can encapsulate it in this way, it just unlocks a lot of different perspectives, gives you the optionality, right? You talked about you know, bringing new things into your practice. So there's an element of just like, kind of like the unexpected there. Were you ever worried in your kind of travels, studies in all this, that you'd turn some corner and there'd be like, oh, everything is the way I described it, but whoops, there's this other thing. Would you run into 
your major third, right? Was there ever any sort of concern around this? Oh, listen. Like, were, you, were you worried that it was like, no, I'm sorry, that actually the earth revolves around the sun, not the other way around? Listen, I used to think the earth was flat, just along with everybody else, because I thought this thing was broken. <laughs> it's stupid, it's broken, why? And then one day it just hit me. No, 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 no. This thing is a pentatonic scale. Not only that, it is laid out in a precise mathematical fashion. There's an algorithm that it follows. One skip, one skip, one skip, one skip, one skip, boom. Yep. So simple. It's dead simple. It's so simple. Now, to your previous question, you said, okay, what if somebody is learning the thrill is gone? So that is the other aspect. Of, 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 of the coaching that I do, which is projects. P different people have different projects. And if you want to play The Thrill is Gone, well, that's one little project. And that requires certain concepts and certain techniques that are specific to that project. Now, at the same time, I will be giving people new concepts and new techniques every single week. So they always have a new concept to work on and new technique to work on and something to do with all of it, a specific project to apply these concepts and these things. Because otherwise, what's the whole point of it? Yeah. So if someone is, let's say they're like me, right? So I've played guitar for a very long time. I have thought that the world was flat for a very long time. And so, you know, as a teenager, I practiced I, I've masticated a lot these scales and patterns and things so that I think you're yes. confusing some teenager words. Oh, there. It's not. It's, no, it's the other it's thing. Is a teenager, <laughs> isn't it? right. So, so right. Kalimar, right. what were you doing exactly? Yeah. Well, I, I definitely was a dork, so I think I was actually doing more of the mastication than anything else. And, uh, and so, and so now, in certain contexts. I'm very comfortable musically and I can adapt quickly, you know, because something that I'm always looking for is like, how quickly can I adapt to playing whatever we're, we're going to play, right? Musically. And, and, so, and so for someone like me who knows a fair amount of scales, but they're all, for example, like, well, I predominantly know the major scale in different positions for whatever key or whatever it might be. And I know triads and triad inversions and, um, and that those are things that are very expansive, right? So like the 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 uh, uh, egg cad system, <laughs> the cage <laughs> system actually is a very expansive system for you to locate yourself on the guitar and have anchors that you can use to find things and do things. But you know, I want more, right? I wanna I wanna like maybe. I think this often applies to like improvisations or for playing uh, a solo piece or something like that. So so. How do I start digging into the the visual guitar and and the pent system, pent guitar system so, at, at in my stage to to expand my my musical horizons? For myself, I want it all. Mm -hmm. I want complete musicianship. I this is something that I set out for myself years ago, and it was the reason for that was a number of rather painful situations. I remember once being with a Russian friend in Hamburg. He was a violin player, tremendous violin player. 
and I was studying classical guitar at the time in, 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 in Hamburg. And we are at, at his mother's house. And she says, so why do you not play a little bit of Paganini? Sight read for me, please. So she brings out this sheet music. Paganini wrote, uh, he, he used to play the uh, Mandolino Neapolitano. Sorry, not like Napolitano. the Ingway Malmsteen of violin, right? No, the, yes, but his first instrument was a six-string mandolin, tiny little mandolin. Wow. It is tuned like a guitar, and one of the first instruments to be tuned in this way. That was uh, played in, in his hometown, uh, and it's not Naples, it's close to Naples. Forget the name, doesn't matter. Um, and he used to play guitar. And he used to play violin and violin. So he wrote a bunch of music, wonderful music for, for all these instruments. And so uh, this lady brings out the sheet music. And his son, her son is just sight reading through this thing. And I'm frozen. I'm just dead. Can't read. And I just could not explain to her that this is not actually something that is commonly expected of guitar players. Because you can't read on guitar, because you have all these perfect voice in this major third, so you can't read. So for myself, it's all too close. I want complete musicianship. I set out to break this down so that I could read. I, I also set out to be able to improvise freely across any possible harmonic situation on the fretboard. And I remember purchasing one of these hideous court Bibles, just going, this is idiotic. I refuse. This is an insult to my intelligence. Maybe I was just lazy, whatever. But I, I said, I refuse to, to, to put myself through the suffering. I would much rather put myself through the suffering of maybe down the line, however long it takes, finding the system, the true system behind this thing. And well, I did, I guess, because now I can read fluently. This is something that I will do myself every single day that I help students with, anybody who's interested. You don't have to read unless you want to do certain specific things. But musical literacy, I mean, it's not like uh, learning how to write makes you an uninspired conversationalist, is it? <laughs> right. right. It, doesn't, it can't hurt. Now, the thing on guitar is that unless you truly know how the system works for the instrument, it does hurt. And classical players, even at the top level, they don't read. So if my teachers said, well, one of my teachers said to me, well, just forget about sight reading. Just focus on memory, focus on, on technique and execution, and you will do great. I was like, well, okay, thanks, I guess. Well, now, guess what? I can read. I can improvise. I can compose, I can arrange, I can do it all. So to your question, uh, Kali, about, okay, so where do I start? Line zero, as it is presented in visual guitar, is one shape. It is this wonderful, simple shape. Three pentatonic lines across the fretboard. So you got your diatonic system, you got your chromatic system. The next step added to that, is the five shape system that is the, the, the complete line zero approach. And now this maps to what I call the, the layers of musical structure. 
And so the very, very first layer of musical structure, well, it all comes from one note, right? One single tone. You've got one tone and then you have the harmonic series, the overtone series, and all of music and all of the system of our system of music and every single system of music is derived from certain specific aspects of the overtone series. So you got one tone, then the next layer, and that includes, by the way, octaves. So, and this is something, Kali, that I know you've done. I've, I've seen you do it. You, 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 you've mapped that. And then the next step that you map is fifths and fourths. And that is what gives you, it's the root of the circle of fifths, which is the root of the 12 tone system. Yeah. And they so have fifth, the, they, fifths they, and they, fourths. They have the overtones, right? You know how I know when to change the battery in my tuner? When I go to tune one of my strings and I know by ear it's mostly in tune, but it's being read as the fourth mm. and fifth of you know, mm. its complements, right? Mm -hmm. so I think those things all all kind of hang together. So we, we've hit a million different kinds of nerves in all of our kind of uh, guitar playing here. So you've done your research, you listen to grade 43, you know that often we pick little lessons or assignments or bits or things and we do them as homework and we present homework. Them <laughs> so if you were to give us one assignment that we could do that would help like embody or like exemplify this just kind of like approach. I'm going to call it an approach because it's not, it's not a system. I mean, it is a system. It describes a system, but this is like an approach, right? This is thought technology, I think, that underpins like, the actual physical technology. That. So what assignment would you give us to get us in that we could just demonstrate like this is what we're talking about? So he, he, here's the thing, two things. First of all, I would like to finish off with a previous question. Mm -hmm. okay. And and then I'll, I'll come back to this one. So the, the, the layers of, of musical structure. So you've got single tone, which includes octaves, because it's a single tone. C, 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 C. So one tone. Then you got fifths and fourths. So with, with, with C, it's G or F on the other side. Then you got your triads, major and minor. Then you got your pentatonics. Then you got your diatonics. And then you got the full chromatic system. So it's six basic layers of musical structure, which once you completely master, that lays the groundwork and the foundation for true mastery. You know, going forward from that, you can go into, you know, any of the crazy chromatic systems from the 20th century. And you can go into um, Olivier Messiaen and the uh, seven modes of, sorry, Brian, of limited transposition, <laughs> uh, symmetrical modes, crazy stuff, wonderful stuff. You can get into that. You can get into Schwanberg and you can get into uh, Stravinsky and his poli tonality systems, which are beautiful. Um, but you can also get into like ancient systems and the Greek systems and the Roman systems. Um, once you have that foundation, you can take that in any direction whatsoever. You can take it into the blues, into jazz, bebop, uh, funk, anything at all. Now, regarding homework, that's you, you put me in a little bit of a, of a, of a tough spot with, with that question. And I love it. And I love that question. But here's the thing. It's, it's a little bit too complex to be broken down into one assignment. 
Right. So here's what I would like to do for both of you, since you've been kind enough to have me on. I would like to extend this offer, first of all, to both of you, which is to, to, to sign up, and this is my, my gift to you, for, for a two-hour coaching session where we work specifically on you and on what you truly want to do with the guitar going forward. Um, and I think that's a much better way, way of, of, of addressing this than, than a single assignment. Um, now, I, I also... I think that'll be very interesting, actually. And that'll actually lead to a lot that's of a conversation good. on the podcast, uh, even also. between just the two of us. Like, hey, <laughs> let's talk about your session with Eric, and then we'll talk about my session with Eric, and we can <laughs> we can expound on what, what came out of that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> Awesome. I'm, so, I'm giggling and laughing is, because I'm kind of giddy about the idea. This is <laughs> lovely. Scary. Love that man. Absolutely <laughs> love that. And uh, it, it it is it is always fascinating to because you know each each individual is is unique in, in so many different ways, and to be able to unlock that musical voice and that creativity with someone. Is, is truly a wonderful experience. Um, and this is something that I would also love to offer to all of your, to, to your audience. That and, sounds amazing and, and extremely generous. So, so what, um, what would they have to, how do they find you? What's, what's that gonna, what's the process? So he, here's, here's the process. It's a very simple thing. Pentaguitar at Pentaguitar on Twitter. Follow at Pentaguitar on Twitter. Um, there will be a, a, a tweet that we pinned up at the top with a link to this episode. So you, you can find that there. Retweet We that. have the technology. We can do that. Retweet. Yeah. Retweet the link to this episode. And then DM me. Send me a direct message, a personal message. And tell me just a little bit of your story. And tell me what it is you want to do with with music and the guitar. Because I like to work with people who are inspired and who have a, a, a deep passion for music. And if you can convey that to me in a way that I like, then then I will I will gift you two hours of my time. That's amazing. That's a good deal. And for anybody who wants to, I'm just I want to use an example from the book, if I may, to kind of ground this for, for folks sure. to kind of understand that we're not just talking about finger exercises. We're not talking about learning a new mode. We're talking about like a different kind of applicability for things that you know. So I've got this little bit about nine uh, line zero, right? and the seven triads, right? This was one of the things where putting this into motion and putting it into action kind of like just shook me a little bit, right? So I'm gonna describe this for the guitar players in the audience. I'm gonna do this just real simple, uh, one, uh, four, five chord progression in the key of C, right? And describe a way that is either a way to play it or just like would complement that. And I mean, it's really just like what the triad would be with this kind of approach, with this whole line zero kind of mentality. Because this this was super useful uh, for opening my perspective on this, right? All right, so we need to play a C major chord, right? So we're gonna play the C on 
the 10th fret of the D string, right? We're going to play the G on the 12th fret of the G string, and then we're going to play the E on the 12th fret of the high E string, right? So that's your, your first one, your C major. Then we go to F major. You're going to hold down that same C starting on your D string, right? Starting on the 10th fret of your D string. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to hold down the F, which is just straight down from that, and the A, which is straight down from that, and that's going to give you an F major, right? And there are a number of ways you could have arrived at that, right? You could back that out, do some inversion stuff. And then you get to the G major, you're going to slide that whole rigmarole up two more frets. You're going to do D, G, and B up at the 12th fret in order to get your G major chord, right? So this is where it all kind of locked into me. It was like, instead of just always having to think, am I playing the C that's up on my A string at the third fret, or am I playing it up at you know a different location, where it really broke it down that you can just take these shapes and in a span of basically three fingers worth of guitar, right? In real estate, we're talking three fingers worth of guitar. You can work all these same shapes through there with some sort of logical kind of approach that helps you understand just how the instrument that you're playing is designed. So I think that's, like, that was for me anyway, a huge payoff. Here's the thing about me, these seven triads that, that happen to be laid out in a perfectly logical way on line zero. So a lot of, of guitar players learned these um, chord scales up and down the neck. Sort of what some people will call vertically. I call this along the guitar or axis one. Yeah. But having that same structure laid out across the fretboard. Is so practical because now I have yeah. the whole, all of the triads. Now this does not only go for triads. You also can do the same thing for seventh chords. And you can also use these triads in different ways because you can now learn to use them as upper structure chords. So let's say you have a C major and you want to go into the seventh and the ninth and the 11th and the 13th. Okay, so how do you do that? Okay, one simple thing that you can do is you can just go, okay, D minor, you got D, F, A, and then you got the ninth and the 11th and the 13th, yeah? So if you have a C major situation, if you've mapped these triads, just slap on a D minor triad up at the top. And boom, bingo, all of a sudden you've opened up this whole new space without having to learn a thousand million different chord boxes. Mm -hmm. When you understand the basics, you can save yourself so much time and so much effort in these deadweight approaches that everybody does on guitar. Where it's just, why learn a pattern for the pentatonic and a pattern for the diatonic? If I understand that I just had two notes to the pentatonic is diatonic. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if you look at it all in terms of sets and subsets, then you 
it's a it's a case of code reuse. If you were writing uh, a piece of software, that's I like. Well, that. you, I've, I've I've written this piece of code. Yeah, we know how all this shit hangs together. We don't need. To how many it. ways can I reutilize it? Well, this becomes Polymorphism. simple. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. Actually, that's exact. This is exact. This is exact. It is the many faces. Of yeah. each musical concept and all the different yeah. ways in which each of them can different be made. Contexts use of. of the concepts, the same concept Bingo. applies in different contexts in different Bingo. ways. The D minor becomes the extensions of the C major chord. I do. And and Brian's gonna hate this, but also this this goes for the modes. Yeah, I know. It's because I'm saying you're just like using code words for modes. And it's still. It's all a code word for modes, Brian. It traumatizes me. <laughs> oh, man. I've been trying not to hurt your feelings all along. It's all modes. That's the one secret at the end of the day. It's all man. just modes. Yeah. I, I feel like this is definitely. <laughs> I, I feel like our podcast is fairly nerdy, but I do get feedback that for a lot of listeners, it's still kind of interesting that who aren't guitarists. This episode is the, is the deepest. We, we've gotten in the weeds, I feel like, talking about like. Yeah. The history of the guitar, the history of 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 these different scales and where they come from, and and why the guitar really is kind of perfect in its own way. You can, I mean, to each his own. If they want to say that it's not perfect, but it's kind of undeniable uh, what it is and how it's designed and everything, and how here's the you, thing. Yeah. Thoughts create reality in a very specific way. I'm not into crazy woo-woo new age bullshit. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> very simple. If I think that the guitar is stupid, then guess what? This will be my default way of relating to the guitar. Yeah, and guess what? Very my results are going to be stupid. Yep. So uh, I've... Who, who was it? I thought I'd collect these quotes and Kali was kind enough to, to, to hook me up with more recently. The people who, who, who seem to think that the guitar is either limited or idiotic. And well, you know, I'm not out here to, to convince anybody. If, if, if you believe that the guitar is idiotic, then your guitar is idiotic because it is you who's playing it. Um, on the other hand, if, if you realize the sheer mathematical perfection, beauty and perfection of this thing that's right here, then doors open up where you might not have, have imagined that they, that they would. Yeah. And you shouldn't, you know, one generally shouldn't rehearse failure. Right. I mean, like, yeah, you go through, absolutely. Go through, how, how do you approach this with a mindset for success? Figuring out how it works right now. I, I absolutely. Think, I think some of these cats that say these things in some regard, it's a little bit tongue in cheek. Right. Because some of them are amazing musicians also, but it doesn't do the instrument any it doesn't benefit anyone to uh, to to even use it as a sort of tongue in cheek kind of thing you know, I, I would i would love to be able to agree with you there yeah <laughs> i don't think it's true um for instance when you hear paco de lucia talk about his love-hate relationship with it i mean he, this guy is one of the most amazing guitar players if not the single most amazing guitar player in history at least recorded history just amazing his skills his 
creativity. Everything. And he's on record as thinking the guitar is stupid. Not not stupid, but but he did say this that that he didn't understand music on the guitar. Maybe I'm paraphrasing, you know, okay. but but and but he had this love hate relationship to the guitar. Got it. And, and maybe and, that expresses in his music, right? I mean, like re- relationships that are fiery, right? And and maybe so, but he, it, and then you fight with it, and dude, then you make up with it, and you fight with it, and that comes out in the music, right? Yeah, make up sex is amazing. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we had all the topics here on Great. Oh man, oh, <laughs> universally I applicable. I love it. No, love no, it. no, no, no. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, for me at least, I'm no masochist. You know, I, 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 um, I like enjoying myself. I like enjoying life, and so I, I love music. I love the guitar. So any time that I that I and I choose to spend a lot of my time sat down with with, with the guitar in hand. So if I'm if I'm gonna if I am to do it at all, why not make that time sheer joy? Does that make one sense? Of, yeah, one of the things that like stands out is like you've clearly and i've got like a history nerd kind of like vent so like you've clearly gone into the history of guitar like that's just like that's just amazing i mean i like my history of guitar extends as far back as like circus magazine in the 1980s (laughs) i love that but you know i mean like you're you're talking about like ouds and stuff from like you know uh centuries ago and just understanding how music why music has always been awesome, right? For lack of a better word. <laughs> right. Oh, and just the history of this instrument. Um, in, in, in Arabic, back in, in the golden age of Islam, the guitar, well, the oud, was yeah. known as the prince of music, the prince of instruments. And it held that position in Europe once the instrument came by way of the Arab invasion into Spain around the years, well, 711 it was specifically. For many, many years, centuries in fact, the, guitar, the lute was the king of instruments. And the wonderful polyphonic improvisations and compositions that were written for this instrument. It, it took centuries for the keyboard to come along and sort of dethrone the guitar and the lute. And it became this, I mean, a lot of, of composers in Europe have called it the king of instruments, the, the, the piano keyboard. Um, and I think it's time for, for, for the guitar to reclaim its spot. And part of that is coming to grips with its structure, with what it actually is on the one hand, and on the other with, with its own deep, profound history. Because this goes back, and it's, it's just amazing. If, if you look at the history of all of these things, variants of an instrument from the Greco-Bactrians and the Persians to China and Japan to India and the Philippines, and then Persian back into Spain, it's just remarkable. Totally different kind of pentatonic scales in some cases, right? Well, yes, but no. Because actually, the, 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 the oldest tuning for a four-string version of what a guitar might have been, say, some 2,000 years ago, was exactly this, the low four strings. 
foot. <laughs> and and this is recorded previous to the time of the of of, of the Arabs and when when they came up and they uh, conquered everybody. Um, but then the loot traveled into India at the start of of uh, this uh, of the era. No the start of the Christian era um, and it traveled into China and it gained an additional string in, in India first, became a five string lute. Okay. And then in China of all places, the oldest six string lute that I have been able to locate is a set of diagrams from the oldest encyclopedia of musical instruments. And this was written in China sometime around the year 1100. But the diagrams all refer back, been able to decode some of the uh, ancient uh, uh, Chinese that, that's written there. And they're all from, from a certain specific part in China and a very specific period in China at around the year 350 AD. So that's six strings, the oldest six string lutes, China. Now, the oldest lutes with chromatic 12-tone frets on them, yeah. also China. Huh. And the pentatonic so, and, scale is yes. very Chinese. And the pentatonic scale, yeah. also China. Yeah. So whose, whose eras have been longer? Have we been, you know, um, rock and roll, you know, six-string guitaring longer? Or, like, how many... Compared just in like order of magnitude centuries, how many centuries of Chinese six string guitar did we have? Oh, uh, first of all, I have to, I have to, and uh, hopefully, damn, but people won't have video, so that, that's useless. I got this image, and it's uh, um, uh, a Bactrian musician we from Bactria in, 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 in Central Asia, and he is jamming with his lute <laughs> behind his back, nice. like he's goddamn Jimi Hendrix. That's awesome. Wow. But okay, we'll so the, share it with us, and we'll put it on the link as a link on the on the awesome. podcast on the awesome. episode, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So the, the, there's that, and so the the history of of these instruments, the oldest one came about at about the start. Well, the oldest one that we have record of. I should I should uh, add that caveat in because you know who knows? It's possible that there may have been even older versions of it. Around 5,000 years ago, the start of the Bronze Age in, uh, in Mesopotamia. Hmm. And these were two and three string instruments. And they were tuned either in fourths or in fifths. Like the presidents of the United States. Bingo. The band. Sorry. The band. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then from there, it, it went all over. And then by sometime around 2,500 years ago, there were uh, four string lutes and these came about in, in, in Greece because the Greeks adopted them. And the Greeks had this thing called the tetrachord, which was uh, the key component of the musical system. So they added a fourth string to the lute, it made, made perfect sense to them. And they tuned them in fourths. And then from there, from the, and the, the Greeks and the Greco-Bactrians and the Persians, it went into the nascent caliphate at the start of, 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 um, of the Islamic era. Um, 
but it also traveled from Persia into India and into China. So it's old, old, old stuff, man. So how long do you reckon, so I imagine um, the Greeks probably had very short scale guitars, like they're, they're like 12 inch scale, 14 inch scale guitars. How, how long have we had uh, full 24 fret, double octave, uh, you know, per, per string style so scale the... for guitar to compare that? Because I imagine many of the older types, they just, because resources were what they were, right? They were, you weren't going to build a guitar that had this much, you were going to build a guitar that had this much. No, but it's not It's not that, because no. there have always been two kinds of... So the guitar, speaking in terms of the family of instruments, it is a lute. Okay. It is one of many, many, many different kinds of lutes. Okay. And there are two main categories of lute. There's long neck lutes and short neck lutes. And the guitar is somewhere in between. So, oh, damn. I don't have it right next to me, right here. But I I, ha, I have a, I own a beautiful Persian setar, and it is very small body, pear shaped body, tiny yeah. thing, huge long neck, and oh, it's right, got right, 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 yeah, probably a very, yeah, I, I very, 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 very long yeah. neck, and it's got uh, quarter tones and three quarter tones and the half steps and whole steps in there, so you can do all these crazy things, beautiful thing. But they also had short neck lutes, and these came in, in different varieties, of course, because you have them fretted and unfretted, and the unfretted ones led into violins and violinists right. and cellos and, and all that, so on and so forth. I'm looking so at the picture all of related. Guitar. That's amazing. Calamar's lost in Google. But is it, a, 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 is it an Indian sitar or no, a Persian No, 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 I'm looking setar. at the Persian sitar. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with that it. means three strings, sitar. Three strings. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Fascinating. Fascinating. Right. So when the episode drops, we'll tweet about it. We'll have information there to get in touch with you. Folks should DM you in order to get with the coaching sessions. Mm -hmm. If I just wanted to go and look at and find out anything and prove that you were not the, you know, just some internet bad guy. And I wanted to go look at the work that you produced, maybe sign up for it or purchase it. Where do I go? How do I acquire Pentaguitar and the visual guitar method? Okay, so two, two things for, for the coaching offer. Uh, what people can do is one of two things, because I acknowledge that not everybody will have uh, Twitter, or maybe they hate Elon. Uh, <laughs> he's fun, man. He's fun. <laughs> he, he has made things so much fun on Twitter for the past couple months. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> so much fun. Anyway, <laughs> that digression aside. So um, people can either follow me on Twitter, retweet the tweet that will be up there with this episode on it and dm me and if they don't have twitter they can email me at eric dot alexander at pentaguitar.com and same thing just uh tell me your story tell me tell me your, your your love and your passion for the instrument and what it is you want to do with it and uh i will give you uh, a nice long coaching session yeah and they're already getting one now from us for yeah. free that's like you know well over an hour we've talked about so many different amazing concepts history math science music art i think we've talked about all of those things Can and and for the book people can go to pentaguitar.com yes ah uh, yeah and, and the book is the very first offer that's on there and there will be uh um 
a discount code for the book. Wow. So, so put in grade 43 and you will get a nice hefty discount on the book. That's fantastic, man. That is good stuff. It is definitely. No, man. And I mean, this is, this is to say thank you to you guys for having me on and, um, and you know, pass it on, share the love. Absolutely. Well, it's been a blast talking to you, man. We'll be Absolutely. talking again soon because we'll be doing some coaching. Stuff. Hey, yes, figure out. I, I thought. I thought. I, come, I thought. How I come to terms with modes. I'm disappointed here because because you guys have some standard questions which you did not ask me, and I was fully oh, prepared for this. Oh man, oh my he god. has done all oh my of god. his research. Just, Calamar, this one I got to put squarely uh, on your shoulders. No, I'm sorry. valid point because clearly you've done your homework on our episodes, so you know how we roll with all of this stuff. So we should close on those. Okay, fair enough. All right, so. You know, uh, <laughs> we're always talking. Before we even started the episode, I was Eric and I were talking a little bit because we said, "Hey, I need to push it to eight thirty, not to eight, Blah blah blah. Because parenting in general. And I'd say I was just listening to our last episode, and we definitely spent a lot of time uh, talking about old man stuff. So we are definitely <laughs> today. We we we've balanced the scales a bit. We talked much more about music and guitar and just guitar in general, which was like really refreshing instead of talking about um, like a particular technique or about slot, whatever it might be. You know, it was more about like the guitar as a holistic musical uh, uh, source of music, right? And so we have to come back to our questions. Is that what you're going to say, Brian? Or Well, and I was going to say like uh, being, you know, folks, if you're listening and you want to be on grade 43, like the bar has been raised. You have to perform at least as well as Eric has performed as a guest on grade 43 because that's, we know that what a travail that can be. And so he's oh, done good, his research. Yeah, good luck. He's got us on the spot and now hey, Calamar, go ahead. Good and, luck and, sounding and, like. Because I was, I was expecting the, the, the last adulting thing I had to do sort of yes. question. Yes. Yes. So you. Are, and, well, no, so he, he, here's the thing. I, I don't do that. <laughs> okay. So that's you're like brilliant. the other. Sign Eric. me up for that. I want that. Because that was the I, other uh, Eric's answer too. Eric Eric Petrus, the 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 guitar maker, said, "I don't really do adulting." So yeah, man. So w one one of my aunties, she's a, a fancy old crow, and so she comes up to me. She's oh, Eric, when will you give me some nephews? And I said to her, so, you know, I'm a perfectionist. I'm practicing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I got a feeling we're going to have to have a, a part two of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will, because we'll have the coaching thing. That was we'll good. Well done. Thing. And thank you for remembering. Like, everything about this episode flowed yeah. so nicely. You could definitely... I cannot wait to talk to you about the coaching stuff because clearly awesome. We, 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 we will set that up. Um, yes. If not this year, then maybe the start of, 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 of Oh, next yeah. Year. It'll yeah, probably yeah, we'll be get through the, the holidays. You know. <laughs> when, when people are uh, through with their hangovers and all That's that right. jazz. <laughs> yeah. That's right. we, we don't have that, I don't think. But, yeah, there's too much going on before the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, it's been awesome talking to and getting to know uh, both of you guys. And uh, talk to you soon. Yeah. Oh, man. Awesome, man. Thank you. Thank Great you so speak much. With you. All right. All the best. Take care. Take it easy.
Okay. That's some good transition music. <laughs> Man, that was something else. Huh? I, I told you Eric is a trip. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was crazy. I feel like forget <laughs> just... about his book. I just wanted to talk about the loot in 14th century England or something like that. <laughs> I, I bet it was nothing like what you expected it to be. <laughs> nothing whatsoever. Like, not even close. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are we on camera for this? Are we, are we counting this? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, in the best of ways, right? I yeah. mean, like I, like I said during our intro, like, you got to be sort of like a mad scientist to devise this and come up with this and have this opinion. And, like, you can't say that. Hey, I think this is sort of what the guitar is. Like, you got, it's, it's yeah, like, no, I mean, you're committing to making diagrams and having like, chapters in your book. I mean, like, you're, you're yeah. carrying this to a far, far goal. A far goal of like yeah. sharing with people your vision of what you think is like a perfect instrument. Like, yeah. it, it, it's Eric's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, and what I super appreciate about it. And I hope it came across across to him because he was a super fun guest. He did yeah. his like more than any other guest. I'm sorry, oh my Phil, goodness. Joel, everybody, uh, Ryan, I love you. But like this dude did his goddamn homework. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was flattered. I was extremely yeah, flattered, yeah. taken aback. But, um, but uh, the, the thing that, and I think I said something like this, but like the nice thing about systems is not that they're like a mandatory lens or they're the one answer. It's just like they can just show us different things, right? Yeah. So I don't think I ever thought the thought of, oh, I have to play in this key and I can do it all within this like three digit space. Yeah. And I can play all over the key, any format of the key that I want to. I never thought that. I always assumed that I had to jump from here to here to here and I had to transit my way up and down the neck, up and down the neck over and over yeah. again. So even if I'm never going to shred, even if I'm never going to read music or anything like this, just having the approach of going, oh my God, wait a minute. If I slow down and I recognize some of these things, they kind of like come into focus from the background and they just overall help my playing. Like that's yeah. just, that, that yeah. and that's why we talked to him. We didn't talk to him because we think he's got the be all end all system. We talked like, oh, this is some interesting thought technology. Right. I mean, like, it, it, and, and he said it, right? He said, like, this isn't the end-all, be-all. That's not what this is for. This is yeah. a tool, and this is a way to just understand your instrument. And what he's trying to give you is really, like, just get away from the piano. Just forget it. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that. It's, it's okay, just not so that. What, but I, I think I texted you this. I want. What if I had a guitar that was painted like a piano's keys? <laughs> okay. I think that would help me a whole bunch. There's a dude that does. Have you seen that dude that no, plays that keyboard and he taps? But his guitar fretboard is painted to look like a, a piano, and oh, and and he amazing. plays all this stuff on the on the keys and on the guitar at the same time. Like the dude is freaking amazing. Like, I like it's that. nuts. Sign me up. Yeah, that guy is great. We'll have a link to to that guy on there. So yeah, I like, and that's why I think when he's talking about it, he pauses a lot because mm -hmm. he's saying some deep shit. And and like, yeah. I mean, obviously it's about guitar and music or whatever. Like, no one's dying over that. No one's gonna get hurt here. But like, it's deep. And even I don't have an answer. Sometimes when he's saying something, all I can do is just kind of be like thinking i don't i don't have yeah. I, I can't i can't really like i sit there and go wait a minute is that the uh, fifth of the fifth you know of the fifth of the fifth 
Like actually what he kicked off with, I I wasn't not aware of before, but I thought was fascinating. Like, oh, it's the pentatonic scale. Like it, it's actually, the, at first I was like, okay, it's sort of a pentatonic scale, but the notes are all over the place. But even that's right. not, they're not all over the place. It's kind of like... <laughs> Ta-da! Here you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely a good mind bender. So yeah, we'll we'll obviously if you're yeah. listening to this, we probably already tweeted out about that. So we'll include yeah uh, Eric's information, and you can also email him at eric.alexander at pentaguitar. Tell him yep. your story. He seems like a dude who just totally like that's like he's like a spirit guide more than he is right. a guitar instructor. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right. And 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 uh, I I need to like sit. I don't want to like waste away my session with him. Now I need to like think about it a little bit, which in itself I think is a great. Yeah. Well, exercise. like I said, I mean the legit, like the triads when I got to that section of the book and I started to play that and I was like, uh, okay, right. I guess you could play triads from this, but like if you had to limit yourself, like this is just like, this is a good way to understand the, what the, the book's impact could, could have on you is yeah. try to limit yourself to three frets worth of notes in yeah. a particular key that you're going to play in. Yeah. Forget about where you're starting. Doesn't You don't have to start on the fattest string and end at the skinniest string. You don't have to even end at the highest position, but just map stuff out in that context because it's all there. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I mean, you, you always assume like the guitar is this vast ocean of strings and notes and octaves and inversions. And is it a circle of fourths? Is it a circle of fifths? Yep. This giant thing and all the notes are contained right there in, you know, three fingers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, totally. I I know exactly what you mean because I am always trying to fit chords into shapes I already know and have yep. studied and learned, and so then oh, I need at least five frets worth or whatever, right. you know, like I, I I, which I already think is like an accomplishment. I'm like, oh, I can just do this in <laughs> quote unquote first position, which is like just the first four frets and the open strings or whatever. But now we're saying like, oh no no no, let's do it with a span of three frets, like yep. not barely anything and, 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 and creating chords that I, well, I have nothing to say about that, putting together chords, triads <laughs> yeah. and whatever it is. Right. Like it's amazing. It's very interesting. And I was, I was looking for something. I was like, wait a minute. No, they're all going to be like parallel fifths or parallel fourths or something like that. I'm like, no, put them all together. I'm like, yeah, yep. it worked out. Yep. 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 Yeah. I have a lot to think about. That was really a lot of fun. That was super yeah. interesting. Uh, I, I think we're ending. This is our last episode of the year. Obviously, it's December twentieth, oh, so yeah. that we're yeah. recording. Next this. time you hear from us, I'll be like forty-five pounds lighter. Oh yeah, I'll have slept eight hours every single day, read every book that I need oh. to read, and I'll know all the modes. You know? That's right. That's what I'm saying. You wake up every morning and you. Oh, I've built cause... three guitars already. So <laughs> that's right. That journey has started. Tune in for that, folks. That's right. Calamar that's right. the Luthier. That's right. That's right. Next up, pickups. It sounds like a Cinemax late night movie. Calamar oh, the Luthier. Lost a finger. And that's how Cal lost a finger. Oh, uh, too funny. All right. Well, let's not say get off my lawn tonight because it's just, it's not. I mean, unless you want to say get off my lawn. Nah, uh, I'm, I'm not in get off the lawn. I, I don't know. I'm in like. Uh, we, it should close with like some very old Persian music or something like that. Yeah, is there, we we're go. gonna... uh, there, there we go. All right, I've got it. I've got I've got the the interstitial ride out. We'll do a weird version of the the outro music. Amazing, amazing. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. All right. And, peace uh, out, everybody. Have a good uh, 
good holiday, whatever holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. Orthodox Christmas, who knows when this is going to drop. Yeah, exactly. Wait a minute. We don't have any B-roll?